Coming up today on the show, we're going to talk about the latest Disney news and some rumors. That's coming up next on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome everybody to episode 295 of Traveling with the Mouse. My name is Adam and I am joined today by John. Welcome aboard the Disney Skyliner. <laughs> Her voice dropped quite a bit on that. Yeah, quite a few <laughs> octaves. Yeah, I don't know. I was, I couldn't think of anything. I got you. And we're also joined by oh well crickets. We're joined by crickets. Crickets, Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, Jason is taking the night off because he's sleeping right now. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't wake him up. He's been a little busy and. To be quite honest, we weren't exactly <laughs> having good luck getting this started tonight, so or yeah. today, this episode, whichever. The universe was trying to stop us, but we said, no, the show must go on. Yes, we have to get something out. We have to squeeze something out. Oh, wait a minute. Different show. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just right. the two of us, like old times, the olden days. Hey, we should yeah. do a topic. Instead of the news. Uh, so let's do the top 10, I don't know, <laughs> top 10 bathrooms. In Liberty Square. That's what I was going to say, yeah. The top bathrooms, public bathrooms in Liberty Square. Yeah. The middle of the road. <laughs> which is it's not the middle true. of the road topic. Yeah. Well, I have some news stories because we ha- it's been a while since we have talked some news yeah. So I figured it's we could like go through It's not like anything happened during that time period. <laughs> yeah. Nothing major. So the first is Bob Iger is going to leave the company next December. Big completely. shot. Yeah. He's out. See, when I first uh, read this, I was thinking he's leaving completely in December. And I'm like, whoa, he's leaving yeah. that soon? <laughs> but, uh, I had to, right. 2021 on there. I had to reread that too. I was like, wait, that's... A year from now, not three weeks from now. That's a pretty big story, though. You're going to lead with that? Wow. That's interesting. Well, I wouldn't say that's a huge story. I mean, the story was he was on an interview recently. He mentioned wanting to be in politics. You know, of course, he mentioned running for president before. He said that in his book and everything that he had considered running for president. I, I don't think that would have gone very far had he done it, honestly. I don't think he has enough personality. I saw a story in relation to that not too long ago show up uh, saying that his wife had something to do with the fact that he didn't pursue that as well. So yeah. That she yeah. she didn't Willow. want him to. His wife. Or basically, Willow, she yeah. said, you're not going to. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because he probably would have, but I don't, like I said, I don't think it would have gone very far, but. Yeah. He's way too smart to be president. That's all I can say. <laughs> There's no point. way. Uh it does say here, though, that he is open to taking a role in the upcoming Biden administration. But I don't think I've heard his name mentioned anywhere. So what role well, would he have? Well, for like, what, like two seconds, he took a role in the previous administration. Well, it was it was he was on a panel of CEOs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But in oh. Bob Iger fashion and the way he learned was when things broke down, he walked away. That's part of his, that's what <laughs> he did like, in California. <laughs> right, kind of like what he did recently there. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. 
So we'll see if anything comes of that story, but, you know, he is going to leave as chairman. That's what he's, his current role is at the end of next year, which, you know, he's, that's still a whole other year. He might, and, and if he got offered a role from, from the Biden administration, wouldn't he leave Disney before that? Sooner. If that happened? You would think, right? Uh, I don't know. Sounds like somebody at Disney really doesn't want him to go again. I mean, they've always, they pretty much begged him to stay for the last five years or more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's pretty much stayed on much yeah. longer than he originally intended to. But Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. So I just wanted to change gears to Star Wars now. Got some Star Wars news. Well, starting with some sad news that the actor David Prowse passed away at the age of 85 last week. Well, he, he lived a relatively long time, I guess. Mm-hmm. 85 is actually not, it's not something that you're completely shocked about, right? Whenever someone dies at 85. Sure. So Yeah. As long as it wasn't COVID, I guess that's a good right. thing, right? I, I didn't see any mention of COVID. Yeah, so. I don't think it was. Yeah. But for those who don't know, he he was Darth Vader in the costume, the on-screen actor playing Darth Vader. In the first three films. Yeah, in the original trilogy, of course. I, I'm trying to think, does this mean that out of the original Star Wars cast, Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, and Anthony... Daniels. Daniels. Sorry, I forgot his name for a second. Anthony Daniels are the only on-screen characters from the at least the original movie that are still alive. From Okay, so I, I started to clarify. I was like, well, Warwick Davis is alive. So we were, yeah, I meant like uh, the first Star Wars. should, should have said yeah. A New Hope, the 1977. I don't know. I'm sure there's somebody we could find in there that's still Well, as far as alive. like main characters. Right, right. Uh, you could be who's left. It. I think it's yeah, just those three. Chewie's gone, right? Well, Carrie Fisher. Is, what about R two? What was who was R two? Kenny Baker, which he also passed away not too. Yeah, long he did ago. pass it. Yes, right. That's right. Yeah. Um, Kenny Baker. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, I guess there is a lot of the cast uh, that's passed on. Uh, now that no. I, I never have really thought about it and put it together, I guess. Yeah. Now, of course, James Earl Jones, the voice of Darth Vader, is still alive, but yes, the yes. Um, he wasn't on screen as a character. Like I guess technically he was, his voice was, but right. as far as the actors go, that were on screen, yeah, it's hard to say. Like as far as main characters, yeah, go, the can't think of the guy's name, but who played Tarkin? Yeah, he passed well, he, away, he, of he course, passed, a long time ago. Yeah, many moons ago. Of course, so did Sir Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness, yeah. Sir Alec Guinness. Sir Alec Guinness, yeah. So, anyway, interesting thought. Mm-hmm. Here's an interesting one, though, about The Mandalorian, which is the first Disney Plus show to crack the top ten on Nielsen's top ten streaming list. Almost all the others are Netflix. Well, all the others are Netflix, I should say. I wondered how they um, measure that. I, mean, I don't know how that works now with Nielsen's. Yeah, you know, a long time ago, they used to like ask you <laughs> to like participate pretty much in what you were watching, and you had to mail it in or whatever. A long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> so. yes, because I remember doing that <laughs> once or twice myself. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. But it says here that it's ranked by minutes, like millions of minutes watched. 
Oh, okay. So just ahead of it for comparison is The Office on Netflix with 192 episodes to stream versus The Mandalorians at the time this came out, nine episodes. This was right after the premiere episode of season two. That's huge. Shouldn't they break this down into original streaming shows? I mean, The Office, come on. I don't know. I mean, does it really count if it's a show that's not on the air anymore that people are streaming? Well, it's just the the number of minutes streamed, I guess. So okay. the office I is guess still... that's what they got to go by. <laughs> I wonder how many of the top ten are old shows <laughs> now that I think about it. Not a lot. Let's see. The number one is The Queen's Gambit, which is seven episodes. 1.85 million minutes have streamed of that. <laughs> Okay. Cool, I guess. Moving on. Another, to keep it in the Star Wars universe, but bring it back to the parks, a lot of issues have happened with Rise of the Resistance lately, not opening for many hours, or not operating, right? What What is this? <laughs> it's a ride called Rise of the Resistance. Oh, R-O-T-R? I don't think yeah. it exists. <laughs> sure. Rodents of Unusual Size? I don't think Rise exists. I've never, I've never seen it. So, yeah, apparently it's hard to get on on it. You have to get on at seven a.m. and join a boarding group and yeah. all that. You have to do it within the first ten seconds too. Yes, within the first like five, it feels like. But the one year anniversary was what well, was it? December fifth, twenty nineteen is when it opened. But the ride did not start boarding guests until four nineteen p.m., which is pretty late. Uh, the park closed at 7. <laughs> it's probably not even the latest it's ever opened. I wonder how many boarding groups they got to that day. Do you have that stat here? Let's see. Um, I had an article that had that info on it, and now I don't have that in front of me. I think the resistance we should be rising against is its resistance to be reliable. That's the biggest problem they're having. So, yeah. I guess being innovative and everything is good, but when it all boils down to it, if you try to push it out there before you're really ready as what it appears, then yeah. I mean, especially since it's a whole year later and they're still having issues with it. If you can't get the ride to function before 4.19 p.m. a whole year later, then yeah, there's an issue. Right. Yeah, it just seems like they bit off more than they can chew with this from the get-go, and it's they're not going to yeah. be able to get on top of it, I don't think, anytime soon. Which made me cringe a little bit when I was watching this video on Cosmic Rewind, and they used the words ground baking and uh, ground breaking. Excuse me, not baking. Ground breaking. <laughs> baking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, great. Here we go again. It's going to be unreliable, and there's going to be boarding groups, and right. it's going to suck just as much. <laughs> So I did find those stats, by the way. So if you look at the historical, November was doing pretty well for the most part. There was a few down days, but for the most part, November was getting over 100 groups a day in that range. But when you hit no, uh, sorry, when you hit December, December 1st only got 80 groups. December 2nd got to 90. December 3rd, 67. December 4th, 78. And December 5th, only 21 groups were called on its one-year anniversary. 
so that's pretty bad. The days since then have gotten back to a hundred groups, but just barely. So it's been a little bit better as we're recording this the last couple of days, but there was a few days in early December where it was just awful, awful, awful. So I don't know, not very consistent lately. I would be interested to, I mean, if there's a way to poll like people who have been to Disney World lately and what their feelings are about the process in general and, you know, the fact that they, some people spend almost $130 a day for the possibility of riding a ride. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, it can't be a very good experience. Right. I mean, I think, I don't know if I said it in my trip report, but. In general, I went on record. I don't know if I, like I said, I don't know if I said it in my report, but I made the comment to someone I know that this is the first trip that I can honestly say that I went on that I'm not entirely sure that I got my money's worth out of it in general. Mm. Yeah. No, I mean, I guess I have to consider it's COVID, but, you know. Sure. I mean, they put so much into this attraction that obviously it's so popular, but it can't handle a huge capacity in general anyway and the boarding group thing and then it doesn't work half the time and there's just so many issues with it that and of course covid as well it i don't know that this is anytime soon anyway is ever yeah. going to be very reliable just thinking back i'm really curious as to what level over the last 20 years has test track reliability changed if at all i mean yeah, i don't really know it'd be interesting to see if someone i wonder if anybody has those numbers <laughs> just to see it to what degree it has changed over the last 20 years because you know when they first did it it was pretty bad that's why they didn't open it when they originally planned on it they actually went back to the drawing board yeah had to figure it out so to speak so yeah it'd be really interesting to see like the reliability number is on that over the years because I, I i don't know did it it may have improved some but it still goes down quite a bit so it makes you wonder yeah. is this always going to be the case with rise right and if so why i mean why bother trying to do these types of attractions if that's the case yeah I mean, i'm assuming i'm assuming runaway railway being a trackless ride it seems to be more reliable than rise obviously that's not the factor yeah so i don't know entirely it what is gone down quite a bit too but nowhere near the level of rise to, right i mean it but, has its issues but usually it's pretty quick to get back online yeah quicker than rise is it's never been four o'clock opening let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah that's definitely true it churns people through a lot faster too than rise all right well let's move out to the west coast and get the kind of depressing west coast update that seems yeah, to happen really. every week <laughs> COVID cases are, of course, on the rise nationwide. California, of course, is no exception. The most populous state in the union. So the governor there has got a stay-at-home order. The system they have there is based on ICU capacities. The threshold is anything 15% or less ICU beds available, they will do the stay-at-home order. And as a result, a lot of the businesses like the restaurants, I should say, in downtown Disney and California Adventure that were open have now had to close. This is what I'm curious about, okay? 
let's just say an example we have florida and california places where disney is two coasts i'm curious yeah. as to what the difference is percentage wise via population as to what the problem you know cases Maybe per capita yeah per capita the cases one is shut down one is not if they're basically having the same problem <laughs> then what is California benefiting by being shut down, if that's the case? Do you see what I'm saying? Right. As far as the business side of it is concerned, obviously it's hurtful to the businesses, but the population of California is so much more that... Well, that's the reason why I said percentage for the per capita. I mean, I'm like, if they were just someone were to... I'm sure someone's broken it down, like I said, talking about with the numbers with (laughs) test drive. Yeah. It'd be interesting I'm sure... I mean, if if there's no real difference, one's opens, one's not, then what's the point of them staying closed? I don't well, know. It's That's political just, at that point. But yes, <laughs> but there are a lot more people in Southern California or in California in general. So, right, there is a reason to be more cautious there because a widespread thing would would affect way more people than it would in Florida. Well, and he's is basing it. They're basing it on ICU beds. I don't know what they're if they have that issue in Florida right now. I don't know. So, if you were going to downtown Disney or California Adventure, the restaurants currently are closing, and 350 more cast members are returning to furlough as a result of that. Can the numbers turn around there? As of right now, the trend is not looking good for COVID cases nationwide, really. So, well, we kind of good. expect that over... Yep. The winter, winter, I guess. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, there's a lot of positivity in the news regarding the vaccine. They've managed to uh, come along nicely with it, so. Yeah, so the first, I guess, you know, outside of Disney, the first people in the UK have gotten the vaccine, and probably, maybe even by the time this comes out, that we'll, we'll be administering the vaccine to some people here in the U.S., at least. Yeah, I think there's going to be a significant number of people that still want to wait and see how it affects some of the first. <laughs> like more people, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've talked to a lot of people it. who have said that already. But, I mean, I'm at the back of the line anyway, just based on my age and overall general health, I think. so. As far as to who they would administer it to? Right. Yeah, I would be far down the list right now. So, uh, by the time it gets to where I could get it, I would probably have enough information to go yeah i'll take it yeah so and most likely i would take it anyway um unless it was like this huge like oh no we shouldn't have done that we rushed it you know if it was some crazy thing that happened but the the, where the positivity is concerning it is that they didn't expect to have one that was first of all 95 percent effective right they definitely didn't expect it to be moving along this quickly Right. So there's a lot of things they didn't anticipate being this good concerning a vaccine. Right. So yeah. So I I would take it for sure, but you know I'll have the advantage of seeing what it does to some people. And some people for, might say you know like 95 percent effective, 99 only a 99. I mean there's <laughs> like a 99 percent you know what is it survival rate or whatever. It's not quite the same thing because the vaccine is not just against the death that's against the virus itself yeah. <laughs> right. you being affected by it hopefully not much if at all yeah you know 95 percent is way more effective than the flu vaccine is and yet it's exactly still yeah so and i take the flu vaccine every year so i always do the flu vaccine so that's that's one i haven't done yet actually believe it or not yeah. um i just I, do it I, anyway. I guess, 
I said, if I've had the flu, I, I think I may have had it once in my life. I know I said I don't know if I've ever had it, but I think I may have had one once in my <laughs> life that I know of. Yeah. I would, like I said, Abraham would say, well, you would know it if you had it. I was like, well, I, I really don't know that I've had it. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. No, anyway. I, I've definitely had the flu before, but now I, I definitely do the vaccine every year, even though it's not 100% effective. It's nowhere near, but it's and it better be than nothing. I just don't realize it because apparently... O-type blood people handle these things better, and I'm fortunate enough that I am an O-type, an O-blood type. I don't know. So go figure. blood type. All right. Well, let's move to Walt Disney World news and get some world news. Here's a big one. New Year's Eve. There will be pre-recorded fireworks available for guests who are staying at the resort, but officially the parks are going to close before midnight and there will be no New Year's Eve fireworks. That's something I think a lot of people had held up hope for, and I think they were actually holding out the possibility Yeah, for the longest I agree. time. Yeah, they were probably waiting to see, like, could this happen? And now it's like, well, no. Yeah. But Magic Kingdom is open until 11. But now you can ring in the New Year from the comfort of your resort hotel. Sure. So the fact that Magic Kingdom is closing at 11, people will still be there at midnight. So people are going to stick around Main Street if they're if they're not pushed out. Yeah. There will be a lot of people that just hang around just to Probably. be in a park on midnight, you know. Yes, another thing I was going to mention, though, with that, with the New Year's Eve, is like the hours, how late they're pushing everything, it seems like. It's almost back to normal for this yeah. time of year. So, like, yeah, 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. is Magic Kingdom. 10 to 10 is Epcot, 9 to 9 Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom is 7 to 8, and Disney Springs 10 to 11 p.m. So, And you got to think that this means that they plan on or that they're creeping up on capacity yet again, and they'll probably announce it after the fact, just like yeah. they did last time. Right. Which means they'll be almost to normal capacity. For, well, they won't be at complete normal capacity for Christmas week, but they will still be whatever number they're choosing, they will be maxed out. Yeah. I have no you doubt know what, about that. You know what I'm expecting to see on New Year's Eve at Magic Kingdom? Remember the very last day that it was open before it had to close for the pandemic back in March? And people just hung out on Main Street until That's they were like laughing. forced to leave. And it was a huge crowd of people. That's probably what we're going to see. The only difference is people will be wearing masks. Yeah. Well, we will tune in to uh, Resort TV One, who I'm sure will be there. <laughs> yep. They'll <And> probably be <laughs> on Main Street at yeah. midnight with everybody else. Unless, again, maybe Disney will try to push everybody out with a human chain or something. Yeah. But, I don't know. But the 11 p.m. close makes me think people tend to stick around at least an hour after closing minimum. So I, I feel like a, they'll be a lot of people that try to stick it out you know with uh, kids and especially i don't know that i really i very rarely make it to that late anyway uh, most of <laughs> sure. time so right like, when we were on this trip this past week of course a lot of the parks weren't open late but i mean we were like in bed by 9 30 yeah i mean honestly with the parks closing early back in july that's what we did we were in yeah. bed before 10 it was great yeah, I was asleep at nine thirty, and I was actually up early too. So, yeah, it didn't help me much. Right with rise, it didn't help. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, have you seen this? Because this was news to me. The um, mobile merchandise checkout that's available. I've heard about it. I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent sure on how it works. Yeah. 
So apparently at Mouse Gear and now at Pop Century is what I've heard. It's available to where you can grab a bag, you scan the merchandise on your app, and you pay for it on the app, and you just walk out the store with it. <laughs> right, yes. Well, I've used Scan and Go at Sam's Club, you know, so I know I'm somewhat familiar oh, that's with right. how yeah. that works. They do have that. I have used it, so like I was, we were actually going through there, and I was just like scanning the items with my app, and it was building up the cart, and I checked out, and then all I had to do whenever we left was show the person at the uh, exit of the store exit right like they would just scan one item right and it was on it (laughs) yeah pretty much i guess but that's all they did was scan one item and then they they knew that it was you know there the only thing is we the funny thing is with the time that i used it i actually scanned something and forgot to put it in the cart so when we got out there and so I had to go back in and show them. I was like, okay, look, this was on my list. Can I just go get it? They let me go get it and walk out. So, I mean, I don't know well, how it was proven. Well, paid for it. Yeah, I know. I don't know how they would. They didn't actually ask me to prove it. So I guess anybody could kind of do that. That's what I was That's what I was thinking recently when we purchased the balloons. Like the weights on it, they said, well, if it flies away or gets cut or something or pops, you can just bring the weight back and we'll give you a new one. I'm like, okay, so I'm guessing they change these out periodically. Otherwise, someone would just buy one balloon and cut the yeah i mean like bring it back they go back (laughs) so what it says here is it's a clear bag that you get when you walk in the store and then when you exit the store after you pay the app gives you a a qr code and then the cast member will scan that when you leave the store so that's a pretty cool idea it's a good way to do contactless buying and probably another way that you end up buying more than you normally would because you just click a button and it's <laughs> paid for well, you don't even know, have to get out your credit card that. yeah <laughs> i mean because i it didn't seem to make a difference whenever i was yeah buying at um sam's i was just getting what i needed to get so all right well moving on to another story the construction items at epcot there's a lot of questions around what's been cut what hasn't been cut and a few days ago, Walt Disney's birthday, which was December 5th, also Rise of the Resistance birthday. Hmm, interesting. No correlation there at all. Yeah, me. none. An Imagineer confirmed that the Walt Disney's Dreamers Point statue will still be done, which supposedly is going to be behind Spaceship Earth, where kind of where the pin station was, used to be, somewhere in that vicinity. So it's a Walt Disney statue where he's kind of just sitting on some steps looking out at the guests, I suppose. At least we know there'll be a statue of Walt in Epcot. So there you have it. There you go. And uh, his um, death anniversary is coming up in a few days, actually, too. But Alrighty. So continuing on, the Park Pass reservations replenished in December, including Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, and more so as usual they continue to increase the well i shouldn't say increase they keep making more reservation dates available that were previously unavailable yeah and the only way you can do that is if what (laughs) you're increasing capacity or they're holding back maybe it could be a combination of the two i'm gonna bet when this is all said and done. They're going to say something similar to what they did a few weeks back when it's like, oh, we've already increased capacity to 45, 55%, something like that. Yeah, they may just say it behind, you know, after the yeah. fact, casually. Yeah, right after the fact. <laughs> On a call or something, yeah. Yep. The next earnings call. 
Yep, that's what I'm expecting to hear something similar that they've increased it, and I have yeah. no idea how much. But you know, even for this time of year, I guess, if especially if it's during the week of Christmas, if it turns out to be it's 45 or 55 percent, it would still be less crowded than normal. We'll just put it that way. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't tried to do longer park hours that they are doing with split day reservations, like morning, early afternoon, and then early afternoon to evening, and have them be two separate reservations for the same day. Yeah. Wasn't it last year that you were there the week of Christmas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see, you you still, you, you were able to pull Fast Pass, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the only one I couldn't get was Flight of Passage. That was the only one that didn't drop for me. That's weird. It's it's, it's weird that it, people have trouble pulling different ones. Yeah. Like when, I, like when I was last there when Fast Pass was still available, which, by the way, they should bring back at least the day of, but, you know, that's just my opinion, especially if you're going to be increasing the capacity the way you are. You know, I had trouble in just September pulling... <laughs> And that September, when crowds are lower than they are in the time you were there, I had the one I had trouble pulling was Slinky Dog. <laughs> right. So I, mean, I never yeah. did pull one. And you yeah. had trouble pulling Flight of Passage, in which I had no problem pulling Flight of Passage. I pulled right. it while I was in the park, like not mm-hmm. too far from it. So I don't know. Yeah. That was really the only one I had issues with. All the others were uh, available. There was somebody reporting that that on those major holidays, it just, they didn't, they never did do same day fast pass for those so for that one anyway for that particular one yeah but who knows what will happen after covid is over and they go back to some system uh it'll be a good time to roll out something new won't it mm. yes something we'll i just i mean like i don't understand like right now why they wouldn't at least do same day fast pass that would make sense to me just yeah, like the, I, I mean, you know. can open up FastPass Plus for just the, the day of, similar to what they used to do with paper FastPass. Yeah, maybe I'm not thinking this through, but you would think having it two lines would be helpful in most cases, because FastPass, um, in some cases, is a different entrance. It's not merged in until the very end, so you would think you could at least have a limited supply of FastPasses to break up some of the lines. Yeah, it would keep them from putting lines in places that they've never had to put them before in some yeah. cases, like they're doing right, right now. Exactly, so. yeah. Like Haunted Mansion going all the way to like Splash Mountain or something. <laughs> I don't think it's gone that far, but it might before it's all <laughs> said and done. Right, yeah. That's an extreme example, but... You I know mean, the I mean. way they had to wind Runaway Railway when I was there, it, even right. in that in itself, it never had that line when it was Great Movie Ride, even back when it was first opened. It didn't wind in the areas that they had to put this line because of the right. spacing. So Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's move on to rumor category and throw out a few rumors that aren't confirmed but are interesting to talk about or speculate about. I don't buy Number, this first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the first one. This one you shared with us, by the way, Yeah, a few days ago. Disney Plus is rumored according to a source to be merging with Hulu at some point because Disney has a stake in Hulu as well, right? They're one yeah, third they own it or they own it now. Outright. Well, they have the majority share. I know that. Yeah. The majority. Yeah. So, uh, I could see them. I don't know if they would merge in the sense that they would change Disney Plus's name or <laughs> change Hulu's name necessarily. I think maybe it would be like a package deal. 
Uh, something like right. that. Well, I mean, they kind of already have a package deal with it now, but it's not yeah. Hulu Live TV. It's like the... The on-demand. Yeah, the on-demand stuff. Portion. Right. I'm still locked in for another two years on uh, just the Disney Plus, so... Right, so am I. <laughs> unless, they, unless they come up with something between now and then, I guess. Sure. I don't know. So I, I fully expect Disney Plus's price to be the same for at least two years now. So Yeah. Two years is probably going to change. <laughs> yeah. So I put this story in the rumor category because it was a story that broke a couple of weeks ago. And then recently the rumor came out that this person was banned from Walt Disney World after punching a cast member. But Spectacular Blue Smith from the reality show Love and Hip Hop Miami... <laughs> I don't know. I I gotta be honest. I'm out of the loop with a lot of the current pop culture. <laughs> yeah, just right. We're old and we have kids, so, right. so what it do depends we on what it is. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I have I've heard of. I think I've heard of this show, Love and Hip Hop. I think Love and Hip Hop Miami is. I, I'm sure there's more of them. <laughs> I don't know. But he was at this person who's on that show was at Animal Kingdom. And ended up punching a cast member and is now facing charges for that because they were, I think he made some sort of joke about coronavirus and the cast member said that wasn't funny and he shouldn't do that. And then they sort of got into an altercation and ended up punching the cast member, which is not funny. Shouldn't laugh at that. But of course now you get banned for doing something like that. Well, and I saw a story countering that somewhat, not too, not Mm-hmm. Just today, I think, in yeah. which he supposedly made a statement saying something about, you know, like, don't believe such and such, la da da, my lawyer. I can't remember the statement, but basically saying that he didn't act that way. I don't know. We'll see how this all turns out when it's all said and done. I don't know. He might be just trying to save face. I, I Here's the thing that gets me about this, as far as that I would take his side a little on is the story that, that I'm reading about it mm-hmm. is that, you know, he made a joke about coronavirus. The uh, cast member said it wasn't funny, asked him to leave the line because mm-hmm. they sort of got into a little argument and he refused. And then the cast member tried to block him from further, from advancing further in the line. And then he ended up punching him. But what I don't understand is for making a joke which, of course, you shouldn't do in this time. About something like this. But yeah. why do you have to leave the line? Why like, did it why, escalate to this? Right. Why does this warrant you being ejected from the line? Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. But There had to have been witnesses to what went down one way or the other. I will say, without pointing anyone out, because I know they, you know, they, they put up with a lot, cast members in general sure, do. But sure, but... I've run into a couple of instances in the last one where I thought they were being a little bit of a smart aleck about the way they said things. And the I cast think, member? Yeah. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes they think they're somewhat bulletproof because of incidents like this. Right. <laughs> yeah. They can say such things because if the retaliation happens, they end up getting something out of it. Or, I mean, yeah. it's a two-edged sword is what I'm trying to get when sure. it comes to that. Yeah, I mean, based on the story that I've read, I don't understand why the cast member would react that way or even try to stop them from advancing in the line. Like, at at the very least, the cast member can report the guest or the other way, 
you know, the person could get out of line and report this to a manager or ask to see their, their direct superior and handle it that way. But yeah, anyway, crazy. I, I don't know which side of the story to believe truthfully. And I honestly, am not going to be losing any sleep over it. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, but I don't know. It's strange. Altercation didn't have to happen, but it did. So, yeah. Moving on to another rumor about Disney could move select upcoming releases to Disney Plus with other titles being considered for their premiere access. The same thing they did for Mulan, which they did back in August, was it? Jason paid the 30 bucks for it. but and Now it's available, by the way, to all Disney Plus. Yeah, movies. exactly. So still haven't watched it, but I, I wouldn't ki- pay 30. I kind of have. I mean, I didn't pay full mm-hmm. attention to it. It was actually better than I thought it was going to be. The parts okay. I saw. Okay. Good. My wife actually was really into watching it while it was on. I was kind of surprised, so apparently she enjoyed it. So, I mean, I, I, I needed to ask what she thought of it overall. But it kept her attention, obviously, so. Yeah. There we go. All right. I'm still glad I didn't pay the extra money. Yeah, I agree. Well, <laughs> would you pay extra money for these? There's two titles that are rumored currently to be part of a future uh, release like this. The 101 Dalmatians prequel called Cruella, starring Emma Stone. Would you pay 30 bucks to see that? No. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't either. And there's a live-action adaptation of Pinocchio, which is rumored to be starring Tom Hanks, but, no. again, that's not confirmed either. <laughs> No, <laughs> I mean, I still, still no. I mean, because I mean, it's rehashing. No, no. It's, I'm sure it probably has the potential of being pretty good, but it's still rehashing existing property, trying to make yeah. something else out of it. I retell it something. I, I don't need to pay extra money to see that. <laughs> I really yeah. don't. I wouldn't have paid money to see it in the theater, and I won't pay extra to see it on Disney Plus. I mean, that's yeah. that, that's the way I feel. I don't think I have seen one live remake. While it was in theater. One line. Not one. In theater, yeah, I guess not. Mm. Yeah. I mean, if I wouldn't have gone pay for it to go to theater, why am I going to pay for it to watch it at home extra more than I would have paid to watch it at home later? (laughs) Even so. That's just the way way I see it. Yeah. Well, at $30, if I was to take my family of four to see a movie, it would cost way more than 30 True. If you were already going to see it. Yeah. But as I just stated, I was not going to. <laughs> right. <laughs> sure. But I don't know. If if it was to if it were a movie I would be interested in, I would I would pay that. Now, in the future, what do you think about the th- the way that this could change the movie industry in the sense that you could say pay a premium and watch a movie that's released in theaters? the same day you could pay this and watch it at home. I don't know that it would entice me that much because I really, like I said, there's only been a handful of things that I went to the theater to see in recent years as it is. If I had like a Um, home theater kind of setup, yeah, maybe so. I would be like all over this probably. Because you could have your own private theater that way. Essentially, yeah. That would be a cool thing. I'm not that eager to, to see stuff anymore. Maybe it's just the way i mean maybe it's just because i'm older there might be a there might be a yeah 
demographic that is eager to, to do this, I'm not in it, apparently. I even managed to not watch the last two Star Wars movies in theaters and waited until they were available. <laughs> yeah. Not that I wouldn't have gone to see them. I probably would have if I'd have had more time to do so. Yeah. That was the last movie I saw in theaters. Of course, you know, wasn't that long ago when you factor yeah. COVID in. Gosh, when I think about it, I think the last movie I saw in theaters was actually Frozen 2. Yeah. Uh, it was probably the movie I saw right before that, or before Rise of Skywalker. All right, well, we're going to wrap the show up with some construction updates. Let's give us a, just a handful of the updates going on at Walt Disney World. The first one is Tron, and the canopy is moving quite rapidly here. The uh, canopy is looking pretty good construction-wise. It's moving along pretty quickly. Yeah, I think that they've, you know, now that we're in a stage where they're able to I, uh, or have been in Florida anyway for quite some time where they are able to almost run at 50% capacity, obviously, as far as guests. I mean, I'm pretty sure the yeah. workers have been on their normal schedule as far right. as that goes. So everything's pretty much green-lighted that was going to continue what they focused their energy on yeah. after cutting some of the projects. So I would expect this to have an opening date back on track, I should say back on track mm-hmm. as far as like if you subtract the six months or however long it was and just add that on to it that's probably yeah. in that frame in that time frame. yeah uh you know it was rumored that this project was going to be slowed down but i haven't seen any signs of that as of yet it looks like it's moving along very quickly could it be ready to open in eight months ten months whatever was it ten months maybe yeah possibly looks like it could yeah I mean, um, I know this is not Disney related, but if you look on the other side uh, where Universal is, uh, yeah, they're Velocicoaster. Any time with Velocicoaster, uh, yeah, which I would make looks awesome, by the way. Yeah, it does look pretty cool. <laughs> that might but even this... entice you. Mm, not really. <gasps> I'm shocked. <laughs> Jurassic Park doesn't entice you anymore. Mm, not the new movies. I certainly. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I got bored of. Good. I got bored of them. There's only two, right? Only I think two. there's a third the sec- one coming out. Yeah. The second one wasn't as good. The first one was actually... I got bored of the first one. What? Really? Same Lost old, World? same I mean, old not to Lost me. World. What was it? It was like Jurassic the same World. story. I don't know. I thought Jurassic World was good. I mean, it was one of the better mm. you know, films. I... Let's move on, though, to the next one. And the Polynesian is moving along very quickly as well. With its construction, you can see um, monorail station is a lot of work being done to that. The different areas around the resort as well, you're seeing some construction. So what do we think? Some of the, looks like a lot of the room refurbishments are being going on right now as well too. You can see crews working on rooms, it appears. What do we think? Yeah, I mean, Polly is basically a resort that I don't think uh, I would be staying at right now. It's just me personally, no. or trying to. Well, if you With could. everything going on. Yeah. <laughs> Only I mean, DVC is available. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're not selling the DVC rooms at cash? I think they are. I don't are. think so. Well, maybe so? they are. I could have swore are, I saw some availability. That's the reason why I brought that up. But anyway, oh, if okay. it's not the case, then, you know. Well, I don't know. 
It's just DVC type rooms, which is really the only thing I've stayed in ever, even before they became DVC rooms. Uh, yeah. <laughs> pretty. I've never, I don't think I've ever, well, no, I take that back. One time I've stayed in the old, old rooms. Yeah, poly, especially because they haven't really come off the price point much as well. Right. <laughs> of course. It's like yeah. construction land, but pay 800 bucks a night. <laughs> right. To stay here. <laughs> okay. Like, I just, no and thanks. I mean, none of the restaurants know. are open. And it's one of the better themed resorts, but it's still, I just, I can do better. That's just what pretty much what I'm saying for my money. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So, and again, we have a soft spot for the poly, but yeah, I even have a soft yeah. spot for it. I still can do better for my money. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> we love it, but you yeah. Know. Yep. I can do better for my money. You can still visit it without staying there. This is true. You can go eat there. And now you can walk there from Magic Kingdom. But anyway. Speaking of which, I, yeah. I just recently saw a video where someone did, they parked at Magic Kingdom parking lot, right? And they mm-hmm. walked to Magic Kingdom via right. going through Poly, Grand you know, the Grand Floridian walkway. <laughs> I guess they just did it just to see, you know. Right, and I bet it took probably, what, 30 minutes or 25 minutes? Oh, probably. I think it's longer than that because this yeah. was a 34-minute video and you could tell oh, there were cuts. So I'm oh, thinking my. he was closer to an hour. Really? taking that walk yeah if you walked quickly and briskly you could probably get there in 30 minutes but yeah well i mean this was like i don't know where he was parked i couldn't really tell but this is a mm. walk from the parking lot magic kingdom oh, okay. parking lot all the way passing you know ticket center whatever you had to do going through polynesian walking all the way to the other side to go to wow. grand floridian you see what That's i'm saying so yeah. yeah it's a pretty long walk to get there yeah. so it wouldn't save you any time by any means um certainly not yeah avoid the crowd i guess yeah i guess but i, I guess he just wanted i guess he just did it just to see <laughs> how, <laughs> well, how long it took or what just to uh, see if what, i was to see the walk it's pretty neat to see on video i mean I can, yeah I if that. i was there i would take the walk yeah just just to do it once yeah but you probably probably once would be it right <laughs> yeah well probably <laughs> unless i was staying at one of those two hotels yeah all right, well, the last update I wanted to mention today is Walt Disney World Railroad is getting a lot of work as well, probably because of Tron moving along. The Main Street station is currently under Scrim, so they're doing some updates there. And over by the Fan- Fantasyland station, they're laying new track, so the track is being replaced Hopefully, we'll get an idea of what it's going to look like when it goes through Tron. <laughs> That's going to be an interesting uh, uh, sight when you're on the railroad. Are you going to be in a tunnel, or will you just go right under the, the roller coaster track? Who knows? We'll see. I would hope that they try to shield it from it somewhat, or block it from it, because it would not fit. It yeah. would be very disappointing, theming-wise, if they don't do it something. It really would, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they'll add something like Disneyland has with the uh, diorama stuff. Because they already purposely in the original design, if you notice, Tomorrowland blocked seeing the train rather rather well uh, originally, for the most part. Yeah. You know, once that, well, maybe not the original one, but as time went on, they did that. And I feel like they did it on purpose because a train going through Tomorrowland just does not, I mean, it kind of ruins the theming somewhat. Yeah, because that's what you have the people moving for. Yeah, back when they early did it, once upon a time, you could still see it from the speedway. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But again, that's not as bad as seeing it from, say, Space Mountain, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Right, or walking near Space Mountain or whatever, Which, yeah. You know, depending on the angle, there were still some places you could see it, but it was not, you know, it was not as prominent or obvious seeing it come by as it is in some of the other lands. Exactly, right? Yeah. It makes sense. There's no right. station there, for instance. Exactly. For yeah. obvious reasons. Yeah. And by the time this is all said and done, the Walt Disney World Railroad will be, what, two years since Close. it's been opened? Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I saw it running. It's kind of funny. It's been a long time. I look forward to that being open again. Well, that's the last of the news I have for today. So I guess we should wrap that up and maybe we'll be back next week with some a little bit more going on. Yeah, hopefully uh, Jason will be able to join us at that point because he's been pretty busy taking moments to sleep, treasuring them. Yes, when he can, (laughs) which is good. Which I I somewhat do too. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, um, hopefully we can have a little more. Maybe we can come up with a topic of something fun to do as well, especially during the summer. Yeah. All right. Well, look forward to all that. And, you know, it is the holidays, so it is a little bit of a hectic schedule. But we will do our best and say that you can always join us on the web at travelingwiththemouse.com or emailing us podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com and you can keep up with us that way and we are on social media on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram that is all at TWTM Podcast we have a Spreadshirt store in which you can get your Rafts or Ride t-shirt is what we're featuring at the moment of course, along with your other merchandise, that is shop.spreadshirt.com slash podcast. And I'm hoping to add a couple more uh, video footage and videos to the YouTube channel, hopefully soon. So, for John and Jason's dream, dreaming, dreams, I don't know. This is Adam, and this has been Traveling with the Mouse, and we will see you on our next podcast.